Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And it's Easter, Trisha. It is Easter. It is so exciting. I love Easter, and I love gathering with our family and going to church. Uh, Awesome day. He is risen. He is risen indeed. It is an awesome, awesome day. And I hope that you are celebrating with your family. In fact, you know what? Show us some pictures on mm-hmm. on Facebook. Put some pictures on the community um, of community at Daily Bible Podcast. Put some pictures of your Easter tradi- tradition. Maybe it's brunch with your family. Maybe it's dinner with your family. I don't know. Easter is such a special time. And so anyway, yeah, share with us how you are celebrating this year. Okay, so today we are reading, it kind of feels weird because we really aren't reading an Easter passage, but that's okay. We're reading the Bible and it it will tie in. It will tie yet, in for sure. It all will tie in. Okay, so today we are reading 1 Samuel 1, verses 9 through 28, then 1 Samuel 2, 3, 4, and in chapter 4, we're reading the first 11 verses, verses 1 through 11. Okay, so as we jump into this next book of the Bible, and the next book is 1 Samuel Let's keep in mind that we are still in the judges period of the Israelite history and the people of God are doing whatever they please. Remember, they were just acting it, acting the fool, if you, I mean, so to speak. And so Samuel and King Saul and also King David, they are our three main players in this book. And they are all transitioning Israel from a group of individual tribes ruled by judges to a unified kingdom ruled by King David. And so there is something very special happening in First Samuel. And we're moving from the ugliness. There's still some ugliness going on. We're going to see that Mm-hmm. But we're moving from this ugliness into something that God is about to just wow our socks off with. And all that starts with a woman named Hannah. So Hannah, Hannah. as we mentioned yesterday, she was barren and she prayed to God for a child. She also promised to dedicate him to God's service if God answered her prayer. And God heard her prayer and she gave birth to a son whom she named Samuel. And then, of course, her faith was put to the desk because what did she say? She said, she would, you know, if you give me a son, I'll give him to you, Lord. Um, and we know that it was tested because her husband, this is what she said. The, the first year he went to the to sacrifice without her, she stayed home. And this was Elkanah, her husband's reply. He said, whatever you think is best, Elkanah agreed, stay here for now and may the Lord help you keep your promise. So can you imagine she had just finally had a child after all these years, but she had promised to give to God. And now Canada's like, okay, may the Lord help you keep this promise because it must have been so hard to think of taking her child 
and and yeah. leaving him at the temple, which was her plan. Um, and so Hannah stayed home and she nursed the boy until he was weaned. And she did it. When he was weaned, Hannah followed through. She praised God and thanked him for giving her a son. Um, and then in her prayer, there was a prophecy for what was to come. For this also includes God thundering against those who fight against the Lord. And we'll see this happen as Samuel gets older and weak, and the weakness comes from the priests themselves. So as he grows up, we're going to see that this fighting against the Lord it was actually uh, the priest and his sons. There was a lot going on in future chapters. And Hannah also recognizes in her prayer God's power and justice, um, how God exalts the humble and brings down the proud. And she dedicates Samuel to God's service and leaves him to be raised by mm. Eli the priest. And I cannot even imagine how hard that must have been. That would have been so hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've given God this vow. You've said, God, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to follow through with it. It had have been hard. And yet in some small ways, I'm almost seeing that she's like, but he is God. He is bigger and his mm-hmm. plans are going to be so much better than anything I could do for this child. Yeah. I, I mean, it had to have been hard. And also she had to have known just how might and great how mighty and great God was in her son's life. I mean, how he was going to use him. You know, I feel like verses 18 and 19 here of 1 Samuel 1 is key, at least at least for me. Hannah has poured out her heart to God and then to Eli the priest. And and of course he accused her of being drunk. You know, remember <laughs> that. She was he was like, You're just drunk. And she told him that she was praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Mm-hmm. And And here's Eli's words for her. In that case, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request that you have asked of him. And she says, oh, thank you, sir, with an exclamation mark. And then she went back and she began to eat again and she was no longer sad. I think that here we see how encouragement in the lowest parts of our stories, in the lowest parts of our seasons, that encouragement from another, it mm-hmm. solidifies what God is doing in our lives. And and I just saw that as, oh, because there have been people in my life who have been that mm-hmm. encouragement where I've been low and I'm like, is God going to work through this? And they come alongside and they're like, God will answer your prayer. In due time, God will answer your prayer. And that's all I needed. And I was like, okay, you're right. Let's go back to eating. Yeah. And it's like the faith. Like she had faith because she at this moment wasn't immediately pregnant. Like in that second, (laughs) you know, it was like, but she had faith that she would have a child. Mm -hmm. She's like, and she went back and she's like, okay, let's go eat. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it just shows her faith in action that she yeah. took it to heart and she's like, all right, I don't have to weep and mourn anymore. And then we have her son. So now he's, you know, she left him at the temple or the tabernacle with um, Eli and God called to him at a very young age. So it talks about God calling to Samuel in the night and Samuel didn't recognize the voice of God at first. So after three times, you know, he kept going to Eli like, did you call me? And Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. Um, And then Eli's like, wait, something's going on here. And so Eli instructed Samuel to answer, speak Lord for your servant is listening. I, I think, you know, Eli's probably like, why is this kid keep waking me up? And then like, oh, wait, it must be God calling and talking to him. (laughs) And God did speak to Samuel and he gave him a message 
about Samuel's uh, about Eli's family, which wasn't a great message uh, mm-hmm. that they were going to be destroyed. So, you know, and Eli's like, may it be done. I mean, he, he believed in God enough to know that God's work was going to be done, even if it wasn't going to be with his family. And then we start see th- start seeing things brighten up with Samuel. And we also get a closer look at the priests. So the Israelites go into battle with the Philistines and they bring the Ark of the Covenant with them. Um, and however, they're defeated and the Philistines capture the Ark and Eli's sons are killed. Um, so it, you know, um, this is, took decades probably from the time Samuel first heard the voice of the Lord till this happened. But what God said to Samuel as even a young child, this was fulfilled. And that had to have given Samuel some strength, even mm-hmm. though it's a sad outcome, but to going, oh, this is what this is what God said to me and this came about. But let's just talk about Eli's sons for a second. They were scoundrels, <laughs> like mm-hmm. scoundrels who had no respect for God. They were misusing their positions. And Eli knew this, mm-hmm. like he would rebuke them. I mean, I, I just think of Eli as this, just such this nice old man, like this kind old man. And he would rebuke his sons but there would be no consequence. He'd be like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. But it wasn't like he was taking them out of the tabernacle or taking them out. He let them continue on doing what they were doing. He wasn't really even slapping their hand. And and so just like you said, God sent someone to say, hey, this is what's going to happen to your family and they are going to die before their time. And again, we see God is so serious about mm-hmm. sin. He is serious about sin that is happening in his camp, and he's even more serious about the sin that is happening in his name. Mm-hmm. And Eli's sons were to carry out the things of God. They served at the tabernacle, and and yet they weren't carrying out the things of God. They were misusing who, who their leadership. And 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 we see that today. We see we we mm-hmm. talk about leaders misusing their positions. You know, God doesn't turn a blind eye. It did take years because Samuel was a young son when he heard these things that they were going to, that they were going to die. He he was a young boy. But as, as time went on, we see that God doesn't turn a blind eye. He's not going to allow wickedness to happen, especially in his house. And so today we saw such high highs and we saw such extreme low lows. It was it was happy and sad all the same time. It was. And to think that Hannah was dropping her son off to be raised by Eli, who didn't do a very good job raising his own sons. Mm -hmm. So God's hand had to be at work with Samuel because if it was just up to Eli alone, I mean, Samuel could have turned out like his sons, but God was voice was speaking to Samuel calling to him and God had a plan for using Samuel. And I think that's the key word is, Mm -hmm. but but God, but God. Well, we need to take a break right here and we'll be back after we hear from our sponsor because the word of the day is next on the Daily Bible Podcast. Stay tuned. Okay, the word of the day is sacrifice, which is an act of offering to a deity um, and offering them something precious. So, 
in First Samuel uh, 9 through 28, we see Hannah's prayer for a child, and God answered her prayer through the birth of Samuel. And remember, they were going to the sacrifice. They were going to sacrifice to God, but Hannah's sacrifices went even deeper than that animal that they were going to be sacrificing. Yeah. Um, and this demonstrates really God's power to redeem and restore Hannah's broken situation. Mm. So she had no hope. She had no child. She was being taunted. Um, yet God stepped into her situation. And even though Hannah answered what she wanted, answer, even though God answered and gave Hannah what she wanted, she also had a sacrifice by giving her son back to God, mm-hmm. which is just uh, you know, how that must have been so hard, like we said. And I was thinking about Easter because it's Easter today. So on Easter, you know, we celebrate Jesus's resurrection, which is the ultimate act of redemption and restoration for all of humanity. And so mm-hmm. Hannah had to give her son, she had to sacrifice her son to Israel by turning him over to the temple. And God had to sacrifice his son. Um, so the sacrifice again is the act of offering to a deity something precious. And Hannah gave her son for God, but God gave his son for Hannah and all of us. And so I think that just ties in, you know, Easter, mm-hmm. we remember Jesus's sacrifice on the cross for our sins and his willingness to give up his life for us. Um, so her prayer is a selfless one. She promised to dedicate her Samuel to God's service. And Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was a selfless act of love for all humanity. Jesus gave up his own life to redeem us from sin and, sin and death. And Galatians 1.4 talks about this. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God planned, in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we lived. And so even though this wasn't like a typical Easter story, this sacrifice is a big thing tying throughout um, Samuel's story and through Jesus's story, which is our story, our story every day. That's true. That's true. Well, and you know, Trisha, we see we see sacrifice throughout the Old Testament and also the New Testament. We see from the beginning where Noah's building an altar for God, and then Isaac willing to sacrifice his son, Moses and Aaron pleading with Pharaoh to let the people go for a few days to make sacrifices mm-hmm. to God. You know, and then in Leviticus, we see how we must go in to make a sacrifice for our sins, and that animal must be pure and unblemished. We see in every instance that sacrifice is an act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God. And of course, we know, just as you were talking about that, the most precious of all the sacrifices Mm -hmm. that has been made is the sacrifice of Christ. And that's because it was his blood was shed for for us and for a multitude of people so that we can all come to God pure and undefiled if we put our faith and our trust in Christ. And um, it's just, it's beautiful to think about what Christ has done and all that we celebrate today. Mm -hmm. We celebrate the fact that yes, he was sacrificed, but that the grave could not hold him down. As some yes. of those famous hymns go, the grave could not hold him down. He rose again on the third day and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And that is a very exciting day. It, it's, it's worth celebrating. It's so worth celebrating. 
Yeah. And I think this Easter, it's even, I mean, I love Easter and I love celebrating Christ's resurrection. It's even more of a celebration as we've been digging deep into the Bible, seeing that all those sacrifices that people were doing and failing to do and messing up and not doing the right way and doing with the wrong motives. And, you know, Eli's sons, it showed they were definitely not handling sacrifices the right way. But no matter how much we messed up, man messed up, God through Jesus, he he completed what was necessary so that all of us can have salvation in him, which is just amazing. So Michelle, would you take a minute and pray for us and um, just pray an Easter prayer for us today? <laughs> oh, Father, we just come before you today and just thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all that we are learning in your word. Thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you for the hope that we see in your word, even in the dark dreariness of, of judges marching into First Samuel. Mm-hmm. We, we see that there is hope. We see that there is light and there is beauty. And Father, we know how that light and beauty ties into all that Christ did for us on the cross. And so today on Easter Sunday, we just take a moment to just thank you and sit in awe of you and all that you have done for us and how we would not be who we are today without you and without your son dying on the cross for our sins. And just as he is in heaven with you reigning, we know that one day that we will join you there. And we thank you that we have that hope and that we have the faith of Hannah, knowing that you are working and you are going to use us. And um, Father, we just we just thank you for your ultimate sacrifice of your son on this Easter Sunday. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links for that Bible in our show notes. You can also find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. And tomorrow we continue on in 1 Samuel. We're going to finish 1 Samuel 4, verses 12 through 22. Then we go on to 1 Samuel 5, 6, 7, and 8. And I just want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio. You wouldn't be listening to Daily Bible Podcasts without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and you're going to find some great podcasts, other great podcasts that are going to encourage you and strengthen you in your walk with God. That's lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.